2: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome back to another meeting of Game Pass Anonymous, Goombastomp.com's premier Xbox podcast. I'm your host, Patrick the Law Morris, and I am addicted to Xbox. Joining me this week is my friend and co-host, the tenacious Tim Miller. Hello, I uh, I have a huge problem, and
3: that's being addicted to Game Pass.
2: Uh just just game pass addicts a couple of us all right coming up on this week's meeting of game pass anonymous we'll be discussing microsoft's biggest first party release of 2021 halo infinite uh we're gonna try and keep the discussion mostly centered on the campaign we might branch out to multiplayer if it happens organically but we're here to we're here to talk about the campaign uh but before we get to all that i do want to know what you've been playing this week tim so what have you been playing? Oh, what haven't I been playing
3: this week? Honestly, like my week's been pretty weird because I've been playing Junk King still, just trying to get through that. Okay. Um, but I've jumped back into Minecraft because it's been e- it's been eerily relaxing to just mine away.
2: And it's a it's a week area. that we need that. Yep,
3: absolutely. Um, I've also started the Destiny Two uh, Witch Queen campaign. Oh, okay. Which. Has been very good, and um, the new Legendary mode is definitely nothing to, to scoff at. It feels like old Legendary Halo in its uh, brutality, so that's been real nice. Um, And I'm just eagerly awaiting Elden Ring at this point, which is an hour and a half away. <laughs>
2: yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure that we'll be talking about Elden Ring next week. Um, Probably. But tell me, what, what pushed you... what so like I mean obviously it's a good week to go back to Minecraft. Yep. Yeah, it's just a relaxing game, and uh, we need to you know things are stressful in line. the world right now. Um, what pushed you back into Minecraft? Um, so
3: a couple friends of mine started up their own like server. Um, that's just been online, so I just pop in, mine a few things, create some weird, uh, some weird structures, <clears throat> meme a bit on them. It's been uh both relaxing and. I don't know. Something about just like endlessly mining away, while like just collecting one or two little things that I need for a project. It's just it's time consuming, and it's just super relaxing. I don't know how else to to describe it.
2: Yeah, just just like cathartic, almost.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Nice. All right, and then uh, and and you've been enjoying Destiny. I've only fin- <clears throat> excuse me. I've only
3: finished the first mission. Um, but I am enjoying it again. They've made a few changes since I've last played that are kind of nice. Mainly, um, your primary weapon having infinite ammo, not having to scrounge around for that. Wow. Has been kind of nice. Um, and the challenge has definitely been really uplifting because, like, I've, I've played Destiny. I've played the majority of it since it's, like, come out. Um, but the only challenges I ever really faced were... Either the hard bosses at the end or during the raids, not during actual like story content. Usually that just I breezed right through, but legendary has
2: lit a fire under my ass. Okay, (laughs) well, that's a better phrase. And I mean, you loved, you love doing like the lasso runs on Halo. Yep. Yeah, it's nice to have a really hard challenge to go against. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something that you've always really enjoyed, especially, I mean, lasso runs and then also like the, uh, the Soulsborne games. Yep. It's just something you enjoy. I don't understand why. And apparently also Jump King.
3: It, which... It's called being a
2: masochist, which, eh, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, really, it's what we do. I'm not a masochist. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, well, uh, so I have actually been not playing an Xbox game. I've been playing Horizon Forbidden Last West. Me. I know. Um, I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West, and that game is unbelievable it's so good so really i i love it i would i would definitely recommend it to basically everyone um it's so weird because it's like it is in every like if if you just had like a boomer who has never seen a video game describe to you what a video game is like describe a video game to you that they would describe horizon that, you know it's it's uh, sci-fi and you're running around with with a spear and a bow and arrow and I mean it is just such like it is like all, it, it is just generic to the point that like it's almost laughable but then the level of like the degree to which it polishes and makes every single element of the game, amazing just absolutely incredible it's so weird because it's like okay everything about this like feels as though it should be generic feels as though it's like almost like a like a like a fake video game that you see them playing on on like a you know a law and order show or something but it's not it's um, and and it's honestly amazing i i absolutely adore horizon the combat is just like almost perfect. I don't want to I don't want to say it's perfect, but like I kind of do. Um because it has that it has that level of precision and difficulty that you find in like a like a Soulsborne game, right? Incredibly involved, dynamic and uh precise combat. But it's still super approachable and easy to easy to like pick up and learn. And so it's got this really high skill ceiling, but it can also be done fairly easily. And and uh, that it that's I think that it's that's just a really tough line, tough balance and and line to walk. So, um. So yeah, I I, I absolutely love Horizon.
3: That's really good to hear. I I unfortunately never got into the Horizon games because Breath of the Wild came out at the same time, and that one took I my attention. And I, now Elden I, I really Ring. need to go back and play. Yeah, and now Elden Ring. <laughs> every time a new one comes out, there's just something that's like just a little <clears throat> bit higher on my scale of, I really want to play that. Yeah. And these are supposed to be phenomenal games. So maybe I'll get to them eventually. But yeah. I'm glad you're having fun with it though.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. And also, I mean, like you, you didn't, you haven't played them yet. Uh, for, or, um, zero Dawn, the first game. I, I know that at one point at Best Buy, it was $8. So I'm sure that you it. could, I own it. I oh, have you own it. it. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah i'm and pretty then, sure ben and i bought it like when it first came out i just never finished it
2: oh nice and then uh i mean like if if zero dawn got down to eight dollars forbidden west is going to too. and so maybe sometime when there's when you have like a lull or like a you know uh, you don't have anything to play a little bit of a drought just go go play the horizon games especially since uh, zero dawn got a patch for ps5 to run at 60 fps and like that's a big deal. It makes I mean that's a huge quality of life thing, right? So I, I would definitely recommend them. But we're not here to talk horizon. It's time for the topic of the show. All right, before we get started um on today's topic of the show, which is going to be Halo Infinite, specifically the campaign. We, uh, since apparently you have to do this all the time these days, we just want to issue a small spoiler alert. We will be discussing the campaign. There will be spoilers. If you don't want Halo Infinite spoilers, you should probably turn turn us off now. Come back to us after you've finished the game and let us know what you think of our thoughts on Halo Infinite. Now, with that behind us, just give me your general thoughts on the game. Just, like, real broad broad strokes, you know, uh, overview.
3: So, broad overview for me. I thought the campaign was all right. Um, I don't think there was enough story there. I don't feel like there was enough... Um, what's the word for it? Diversity in the biomes that you've traversed. Mm, yeah. Um, but in, overall... The in everything yeah but overall the the gameplay was solid movement around the map was fun um it didn't feel like it took super long to get anywhere especially after you progressed to unlocking certain vehicles and so on yeah and um hunting down secrets was also fun so
2: yeah um i i really loved the gameplay but i disliked the campaign overall uh the multiplayer is a totally. I feel like the multiplayer is like a totally separate beast at this point. Um, oh, I
3: agree. It's its own thing. Like, yeah, and feel like two completely different games.
2: Yeah, and and I mean, I love the multiplayer, um, but but the the campaign is just not. I I I didn't particularly like it. I just felt like they made too many sacrifices, and we're definitely going to get into those sacrifices, like you mentioned, biomes and whatnot. Um, I feel like they made too many sacrifices in pursuit of. Uh, of kind of making Halo their own, which you know, it, again, that's a difficult, uh, that's another tough balance to strike. Is like, okay, you you don't just want to ape Bungie for too long, but also you know you don't want to change it too much. Um, but but I I kind of feel like they went too far in the direction of like they they made too many changes, um, but let's let's start with the story so you said that you felt like there wasn't enough story can can you expand on that a little bit
3: so and i guess a lot of this comes from
2: them trying to
3: both validate five and push it as far away as possible yeah at the same time um for those who haven't played it yet and those who aren't avoiding spoilers um, basically, it happens, what, what, would you say, six months, a year after five, roughly? Uh, six months? I don't remember the day.
2: It's six yeah, months. Yeah, six months?
3: Yeah. Yep. Um, Cortana's gone in her whole, like, trying killing to... Killing spree. Or, yeah, killing spree. Trying to protect the galaxy in her own way until the UNSC has enough, and you are ordered to stop her with a brand new AI, which also is based on Cortana. Um... You don't find that out until way later, but yeah. even though that was very obvious, but, but at the very start of the game, it's over. You've already done that. They've like written Cortana, like way out of the
2: story. Right? So I, I it, you, you said that there wasn't enough story. And the thing is, is there is a lot of story in this game. It's just not in this game. <laughs> it's
3: like, yeah, it, it's in the books. It's in the, like the background. It's, in it the all happened off screen
2: like they mm-hmm. reference it but it's not in the actual game and so i mean like i want to see what happened between i like i i want to see you know at the very least the first mission or two should have been the siege on infinity um yep and and like should have ended like the first mission should have ended with atriox dropping chief into space which is where the first cutscene ended um but but i feel like that would have been like perfect for the first mission and by the way they they have been very forward about like they've been very forthcoming about this halo is intended to be like a spiritual reboot for the series um and and like that i mean a siege on the infinity gee what does that remind you of the pillar of autumn right
3: yeah absolutely it would have been great to just start off there but no they start with a cinematic you get defeated quotations
2: yeah and, and then wake up
3: six months later
2: and and i mean i, I have notes on this i want to see if i can grab them um absolutely. so so cortana dies off screen yep. atriox dies off screen which by the way how the hell did like not dead not dead I i'm aware of that but we're made to think that he's dead. Yes, yes. Until you watch the post credit scene. Well, the legendary post credit scenes. But yes. uh, no, no, no. He's in the post credit scene.
3: Oh, is he really?
2: Yeah. So the only difference okay. is the date. Um. Oh, okay. And the, like, the,
3: I think it's the um the voiceover as
2: well. I think is that's a bit that's different. also true. Yes. Uh but the the date gives you the impression that he may have traveled through time. Um, or that like this happened, I, I don't know. Somehow, Atriox is in the past.
3: If he's got flux capacitor technology, <laughs> we might be
2: screwed. I mean, that the banished, right? The okay, yeah. So, so there's there's so much that happens off screen, but overall, Cortana's character motivation comes from her pursuing releasing the Endless, right? and the banished their their motivation comes from well here's this zeta halo it's installation 07 i think um and and their their motivation comes from oh well here's zeta halo and we can take over zeta halo and then just hold a gun to the to the entire universe's head and and i guess my thinking is like What's your thinking after that? what's your plan after that uh Asherum? because i i don't know it it just felt flimsy right yeah and, and then and then chief's motivation is you know disable cortana and stop whatever she's trying to do um but like so you mentioned halo five and i and I want to brush on that it somehow makes Halo 5, like, retroactively better?
3: In a sense, yeah, because it, like, it plays with the ending of it, and it also, like, like I said, it validates it, but it also, like, disregards it at the same time.
2: Right. They're, They're super eager to disregard Halo 5. But it it validates it in the sense that, like, okay, this is why Cortana was going around collecting the Guardians was because – or, like, awakening the Guardians was because she was going to go find the Endless. And so, like, Cortana – somewhere between 4 and 5, Cortana found out about the Endless. And then 5 was all, like, all just – she's going around, like, awakening the Guardians – to go find the endless I guess is that right
3: uh, yeah essentially in the most basic terms
2: but and, go ahead
3: Um, I don't know like I, I have a lot of problems with the story in 5 and I'd like yes it does validate it to a point but I don't think it saves it enough I really don't
2: well okay we can, we can go on a tangent here what are your problems with the story of 5 and by the way I'm not there are a lot of problems with it <laughs> what are yours my i mean it's probably the same as everyone i think my main
3: problem is that it's not about chief it's about this other team of spartans that just follows chief and mm-hmm. they have no real bearing on the story and yeah. it's like it's sad when the most important part of your story or the best part of your story i should say is when you're on singhealy help, helping the elites which doesn't seem to have any bearing on the rest of it
2: yeah yeah, I mean it, it, that, th- and and like Sangheili, those were honestly. So I'm I'm going back through Halo Five. I, I have three three missions left. Um, this is gonna sound so annoying. Halo Five, not as bad as we remember. Honestly, like the story sucks. Throw out the story. It's not bad. In fact, it's a pretty great game. There because, are a
3: lot of good set pieces and the gunplay is very good. I will certainly give it that, but add the crap story in there and you just make me lose all interest.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that's that's see, the story is like the biggest problem with Halo 5. Other than that, level design in Halo 5 is excellent, set pieces excellent, settings excellent, characters suck, but like that's part of story. Um, like gameplay amazing, and so Halo 5. Skip all the cutscenes. Halo Five is a great game, but I kind of get the sense. So they announced. Remember in God, when was it? Was it two thousand eleven or two thousand ten? It was. It must have been. No, it couldn't have been two thousand ten. It was two thousand eleven. No, it must have been two thousand ten that they announced. Where you know this is this is the start of a new trilogy of games blah 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 and they announced Halo 4 and I after infinite I'm kind of like I'm kind of getting the sense that that they approached Halo in the same way that Disney approached um the uh the Star Wars prequels right in in that like it's very obvious that they did not have an entire story planned out for the star wars prequels they didn't have a three-part story uh sequels sequels. yes 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 sorry thank you that they they did not have an entire story planned out for all three movies they were just writing them as they went yep and i i think that like cortana gathering the guardians was kind of silly in Halo 5. And then they get to Infinite and they're like, why was she doing that? Uh, because she's looking for the Endless. And and it's like, right.
3: I'll, con- I'll concede my point for that one. That's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But
2: I still don't like it. But it still feels like kind of, you know, f- fly by the seat of your pants a little bit, right? It, oh, it yeah, does. Absolutely. They didn't allude to this at all. Had they alluded to the Endless at the end of like four, Say, like, the, the post-credits legendary um, ending on 4 was, like, just a glimpse at the Harbinger. Then I would be like, oh, yeah, they were planning this the whole time. But it wasn't. We didn't hear about the Harbinger or the Endless until this game. and Or at least in the games. Um, speaking of the Harbinger, How did did you feel on her?
3: I don't know how to feel on her, because she doesn't
2: have any characterization.
3: (laughs) No characterization. She wasn't around except for, like, two missions. Yeah. She shows up the end of one cutscene, and then, oh, she's the final boss now?
2: Okay. Exactly. And uh, it, it just felt like she, it felt like the whole, the game was just being pulled in so many different directions with, Oh it's uh, it's the banished and Eshram. Well, first it was oh it's the banished and Atriox and then actually the banished and Eshram
3: cuz Atriox is dead.
2: Yeah, but then and oh well actually it's the harbinger and the endless. But
3: you, yeah, it's, it's so weird cuz the harbinger and this they're using the banished to try and free the endless.
2: Yeah. And, and it it just felt right. like there's so much more meat on the bone with the harbinger story but they kept forcing me back into the eshram story which like i don't give a f- shit about eshram <laughs> <laughs> like i don't he's worthless
3: yeah i mean like they're like all right you you killed my protege atriox now i'm i'm coming for you cuz yeah. apparently you're still alive now even though what you do shouldn't matter because I've already taken control of the majority of the ring. So why should I care about what you do?
2: Exactly. And another thing that like to create a good villain, you have to give them power, right? You have to make them threatening. And. Ashram is never given power. He's, he's never shown to be a physical force.
3: And I've never felt threatened by him for one specific reason. Master Chief spent six months sleeping in space until he was picked up by I am forgetting his name,
2: but uh, the other I guy have it, I have it Fernando Esparza. Esparza,
3: yep. Um, the Marine that you spend pretty much the entire the pilot. With. The pilot, yep, yeah, cool ass dude. Um, you spent six months in space, and you go down to the ground. And you still find that they're Marines fighting for their lives on this Halo ring, mm-hmm. where statistically speaking,
2: how are they still there? How is Eshram not just wiped still. them out? Yeah, yeah. I, Which like, Eshram is it, never given that characterization of like we're never shown why we should be afraid of him. Like think about think about classic villains throughout history, right? Darth Vader. The very first time we ever encounter Darth Vader, what do we see what do we see him do like one of the very first things we see him do is just choke a guy out. right he force chokes a guy he's terrifying uh think about the Terminator right The very first thing we see the Terminator do you'll close give them to me he's and then and then he just kills these random these these innocent randoms right um. Yep. The, the the liquid terminator in T two, like the the very first thing we see him do is like we see him kill uh, John Connor's foster parents, and and like I mean any villain has to be given credibility by being threatening and and winning and being given this sense of power, and Eshram never gets that. You know who gets that? Atriox.
3: Yeah, at the beginning of the game when he throws you off the fucking ship.
0: And then he's 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 sidelined.
3: Yeah, and he's like, oh, he's dead, bye. Yeah. Why are they doing that? You got me. (laughs) From that point of view, you got me.
2: So it just felt like, and you know what? Honestly, Cortana was a threat. Cortana was a threat because we knew she had the Guardians. She was demonstrated to be threatening. Honestly, even Julian Dama was was a threat because like obviously you have to know from the lore but the but like we see he he's he's established as a threat in the first level of Halo 5 because the forerunners are attacking his base and it's like if the forerunners are after you well there's some there is there's is physical evidence of of is imposing threat
3: not to mention his mentions in the books, as well exactly. as Spartan ops from Halo 4. Like yep. he was built up to be this pretty uh pretty big asshole.
2: Yeah. So exactly. And and Eshram was just never established as, as like nobody's afraid of Eshram. Why should we be? No.
3: No. So, I didn't
2: know he existed
3: <clears throat> until they, we found out about him in a cutscene. It's like, oh, but the guy that threw me off the ship's not you? All right, then what are you going to do to me?
2: Exactly. And that's why it should have been Atriox. Because not mm-hmm. only was Atriox established well in that opening cutscene, but he was also established well in Halo Wars 2. And yep. I just don't... So, like... And this is a question I wasn't even... Uh, is just coming to me now. I, I, I didn't even plan on asking you this. Why do you think that they did Escherum instead of Atriox?
3: They've got to have some plans for him later down the line. I mean, if we're gonna go back to like the legendary ending, um, uh, yeah. At the end of it all, like it shows him still being there and mentions a was it mendicant bias?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Was it okay, um, Yeah, which is what? Yeah, was it mend? It was one of the biases. There's two of them. Yeah. Um, for quick, just spark notes of this, there was. Two AI created by the forerunners, one was initially created to combat the flood was taken over. the second one was essentially the um i can't remember the names I think it was mendicant bias this is the second one mm-hmm. it is but um it was basically responsible for um winning some of the crucial fights towards the end of the forerunner war with the flood and giving them the time to create the halo rings yeah who was then supposedly um stashed upon. Um, I guess H- Halo Ring Seven, whichever one. This one, Zeta, Zeta Halo, Halo Zeta, Zeta Halo, and um, yeah. Supposedly, at least according to the uh, the ending, uh, there. Yeah, according to the legendary which, ending. Which makes me think that something's gonna happen between the two of them, and you're gonna have to do something about that. Well, but I I just, I don't know. Like there's a lot of like open air questions about what they're trying to do right now with it.
2: Yeah, okay. And and since we're on that topic, I I mean, I have more of a superfluous like superficial question. Why is everything important on Zeta Halo? Everything. Yeah, it's it's odd because it, it feels plot convenience is It really it does. Like.
3: Because you've got the endless, oh they're imprisoned here, all right, so that's one thing you got I'm gonna keep calling him mendicant bias because I can't remember the name of the other one who has I, been I think
2: it is mendicant bias
3: yeah who's be- essentially been stationed there to uh to help the monitors of the uh the ring make sure that the endless don't escape yeah, you've got the banished who are working with the harbinger to try to release
2: try to release the endless
3: thank you sorry um
2: you have all of those like the the dna files that the librarian put there to like recreate um species after a halo ring is fired
3: it 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 just feels odd considering how
2: how many halos we've been to previously (laughs)
3: and have had none of this stuff at all exactly like like why wasn't it spread out like what was it Halo it was Installation zero three 3 that had the um the composer
2: oh was but that other um... than that that was yeah. the
3: uh the weapon that the didact got yeah 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 Halo 4. but other than that yeah no they were just standard Halo rings we're gonna fire these and uh
2: kill everything in the universe yeah and then so everything why... important is on it's on 7 why seven. Well and, and also what the hell happened to the forerunners? They were they were there in five. Like yep. it's it's not like and, and like that's not even hand waved away. That's not even like oh yeah, Atriox died. Nothing. It's just like Yeah, no. They're, yeah, they're we got just no, gone. We got no
3: knights, none of the dogs, the wardens aren't even showing up.
2: The soldiers, like Yeah. There are a lot of forerunners. Like, a lot. And, like, canonically, there are two didacts. Why don't we have more didacts? Like, where's the other didact?
3: I assume still imprisoned somewhere. But... Yeah. Who's to say on that point? But, uh, yeah, it just... It feels... It feels jumbled and overcomplicated at this point. Instead of the basic, like, all right, this guy's trying to get control of the halo. He's going to try to fire it. Let's just stop him.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it feels incredibly convoluted. Um, and and the way the story was told, like, I mean, there were a few cutscenes, but it wasn't. Cutscenes weren't the main vehicle for storytelling. The main vehicle for storytelling was holograms dumping exposition on us
3: yeah um this was actually another <clears throat> problem that i had you'd walk into a room and oh these latent memories within your new ai partner yeah that cortana conveniently left for you are now showing you what happened between her and atriox yeah led to um both the destruction of the ring and portana eventually being captured and her supposed new plan to try to help john win it all
2: (sighs) yeah it's and and i mean that was that was frustrating also like um there's i mean there's there's just so much in this game that's a there's so much that's alluded to in this game that i want to play that i don't that i'm not going to get to play and and like I don't know. <clears throat> um, let's 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 talk characters a little bit. So you said good. you liked Esparza.
3: I did like Esparza.
2: Okay. Tell me why.
3: Because he just seemed like a typical Marine, a typical guy trying to get home. Someone who was thrown into the middle of this is having an absolute existential crisis that he's never going to be able to see his family again. And just... I don't know. He seems more grounded than anything else in this entire game, which felt refreshing.
2: I agree with you. I thought he was a little bit annoying, but like, I agree with you that he seems grounded and he clearly has motivation, but it was kind of stupid that the moment that like, that they like at the end of the game when they're like, okay, where to next? and and he's just like down for it's like i think i would think that asparza should be like okay where to next how about earth i'm going to go see yeah. my wife oh, and kid i want to go home and so yeah, he and- has this driving motivation motivator the entire game and then when he finally gets the opportunity he's just like yeah what's up chief let's what's next
3: well like i mean chief kind of does like have a heart to heart with him at some point
2: there is definitely of, growth between those characters.
3: Yeah. So, like, you, you kind of see that as far as like, all right, if I stick with this guy, no matter where I go, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get home eventually. And this problem that we're facing is way bigger than me seeing my child at this point.
2: Uh, see, I, I'm not even a dad. I'm like, just, I a, feel
3: like he has that catalyzing moment. I, I, that's just how I see it.
2: I, I'm not even a dad. I just have a dog and I'll tell you what, there is nothing, nothing that if I were in his shoes and it was like, get home to see ghost, nothing would stop me. Um, But what you mentioned, I think is, is something that they definitely attempted to do is like build up that, that like cast of characters and specifically, Chief, uh, Esparza, and the weapon. How did you feel about like the trio of them and, and how they worked together by the end of the game?
3: I thought they were all right. Um, I don't like the weapon a whole lot.
2: I'm I feel not wild like, about
3: her. I, I think like it was a really cheap way of trying to bring Cortana back into the mix. Yes! Because they created another Cortana model to essentially entrap and kill the old Cortana. And she did just that. But afterwards she just seemed like, all right, I'm just a plain eye. -eye. I have no emotions. And it does change over the course of the game. um, Where she starts to become more and more Uh, unique, unique. There's a word I'm trying to think of and I can't right now, but Um, she does grow as a character and it is seen that her and chief's relationship does grow but i don't know it 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 just feels like i don't know calling her the weapon instead of just all right cortana number two or just giving her a different name altogether it just felt like i just felt detached from her i didn't like there's a critical scene where you're about to delete her and essentially kill her and I was just like, all right, cool, this is happening. I don't care. Yeah.
2: I I wasn't emotionally invested. And you know what? Um there was when Cortana died at the end of Halo 4, which I think we both agree she should have stayed dead at that point. Agree. When Cortana died at the end of Halo 4, that game came out in 2012. I had been playing Halo for 11 years at that point. Um it, it was a shock. I I absolutely did not see it coming. And like reason being was because she's an AI. Like it it doesn't cross your mind that like hey, she can die. And so I was in shock. I'd been I like I'd been playing Halo for more than half my life at that point. Uh, for, no I guess for half my life at that point and there's this character that I have known and loved for half my life and she's dead and it was this incredible gut punch she should have stayed dead her coming back in Halo 5 was pretty lame but to bring I mean obviously she died again and and like her death was I feel like cheapened by the fact that like they brought her back and then she died Um, but I feel like the i feel like both deaths are undercut and and the fact that her she will be missing cortana will be missing uh in future installments will always be undercut by the fact that the weapon exists it's like oh well here i know your dog died but i bought you a new dog and i gave it the same name is the kind of thing like it's like eh, yeah okay you gave it the same name it's not my dog right yeah no it it's the same
3: dog same name
2: and but so it, it, it not, just, it's now
3: got a coat right and on.
2: so it just undercuts the the emotional uh tax that the stor- that the story is supposed to put on you with Cortana
3: yeah and, i 100% agree
2: and then also um at the end of the game when the weapon is like When they're like, what do we call you? And she's like, I get to pick my own name. And they're like, yeah. And she's like, I think I know just the one. Was I supposed to know what name she's going to choose?
3: Well, it's going to be Cortana, obviously. Uh, God, really? Yeah, dude. Come on. That's that's pretty obvious.
2: That's annoying. I I didn't think that was obvious. Ethan didn't think that was obvious. If it's Cortana. I I think it's
3: pretty obvious.
2: If it's Cortana, that's going to be so annoying. I hope it's Harbinger. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's just like I know, just the one, and then she names herself after the the lady alien who just tried to murder them all.
3: No, no, I'm, you know I'm going to go in a different direction. How about how about Star
2: <laughs> Oh God, Star Killer Base. <laughs> oh my God, Death Star. He,
3: yeah. Nah. Yeah. Like I said, the weapon kind of feels cheap to me because it is Cortana number two had like, say Halo 5 never happened and Cortana never came back and Chief was actually paired with a new Cortana AI. Seeing them grow together as such, I think would have been a bit more meaningful.
2: It would have been more like, rewarding for the audience. It for would sure. have.
3: Absolutely. But this one, it just feels like, all right, well, Cortana's back. Oh, wait, no, she's not because we've killed her off screen. And now this is the thing that's done it and oh, you're supposed to grow and care about her considering she actually is Cortana. But we don't tell you until like nine-tenths of the game is already done. Yeah. So by the time like the big points where she was about to be deleted were supposed to matter.
2: They I, wow. they didn't matter because they I just met this character. And, yep. and honestly, like it, it felt like, okay, Cortana died, but now she's back. But then she died again. But also now she's back. Don't worry. And it's it's just like, just let Cortana be dead. That's why it will have impact. Is the fact that she's not around anymore. Like that's how it will impact me. Um. So, I wasn't. I, I'm not wild about the weapon. Um. I. I mean, she'll probably die in the next game and come back somehow. Uh. So.
3: It'll be interesting to see if her actually being captured within the new Cortana. Like, somehow seeps into new Cortana's programming, in a sense. But we'll yeah. See what happens with that.
2: I mean, honestly, if they bring back old Cortana again through the weapon, I will, I mean, uh, I don't want to make any, like, definitive statements just out of anger, but, like, I might never take writing in Halo e- seriously ever again. Like... At that point, they're like Mexican soap opera levels of stupid.
3: Yeah. It's like you have made your decision to let her go. Now let her go. Exactly. We, we will get by as fans. We know how to. D- yeah.
2: And like, and I'm, we are the fans and we are saying, let her go, please, for us, let her go. And and maybe they won't. Who knows? Um, I mean, they already kind of haven't by bringing in the weapon, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Eshram wow this was a bad character we've talked about
3: this enough already but like replacing atriox a character who seemed very intimidating in the very very beginning of the game only to be like yeah i'm his mentor i was the one who trained him even though he's the one that created the banished and did all this like important stuff that i really can't take credit for but i but i'm still the bad guy here so pay attention to me yeah
2: yeah and, and I mean, I know, I know that we we talked about him quite a bit um, in the story section, but I do want to I want to mention just even like not even looking at like depth and and his like not even looking at that, but just looking at like his dialogue, he is terribly written like his whole like, you know, in, in the promotional stuff, bear your teeth, Spartan, like what? Remember, yeah, yeah. R- remember, like, this is the series that brought us. I am the monument to your sins. Like, yep, that was something else. Bare your teeth, Spartan. What you know that I don't bite, right? Like, <laughs>
3: I'm not a dog, yeah, I don't
2: think. maybe a and, dog of the military, but and then on top of that, I, I feel like Eshram's. Character motivation being, like, our story, the story of our battle will be legend. Like, that's dumb. No, his boss fight was stupid. You're, there's
3: no legend here.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, we fought and I won. And, and yeah. like, it, I don't know. That's just such a dumb motivation to me of, like, I want people to remember me. It's like getting a bad tattoo. <laughs> Who are you again? Yeah. Like... Yeah. I,
3: like and I mean they tried it they tried really hard to make you care about this character towards the end. Cause like even after the boss fight, Chief was like, Yeah, he was a warrior, that's all he yada yada knew and so on. Yeah. I kinda respect him for it, so on and so forth. But it's but as like as a player, I'm just like, I don't Yeah, I don't, I don't
2: care. And you know who he actually reminds me a lot of is Spartan Locke. In the sense that like he just showed up, and they the the writers thought, "Oh yeah, we'll just tell the audience that he's a, a badass, and that'll all that's all we have to do."
3: Which is not enough.
2: Exactly, it's not, not, not in en- these cases. It's not enough. You have to show, like, you have to demonstrate it to me, and and they just like they made both Eshram and Spartan Locke these like very stoic warriors, thinking like, "Oh, that that's you know." That's cool, right? And it's like, it's not. I
3: No, you're giving me discount Master Chief.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't like Spartan Lock at all. I didn't like Eshram at all. Uh, Eshram, I think that Eshram being the main villain, at least the villain that we interact with the most as the audience, really hurt the game in a big way. Um. Okay, uh, Cortana. Because this game had a pretty small cast. Um, I I think that them kind of recreating the original like Cortana model from like Halo 1, I thought that was pretty cool.
3: That was actually quite a nice touch in a lot of the cutscenes. Like, as much as we want to harp on this game, it did do a lot of things well, and this is right. definitely one of them.
2: Yes, absolutely. And and I mean, like, we don't mean to just be sitting here hating on the game, right?
3: Oh, we, absolutely not. But we both we acknowledge. Love
2: Halo. Oh and, yeah. But and we, we wanted it to be better.
3: Yeah, and we just acknowledge that yeah, there are a few faults here that we both just don't necessarily agree with.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um but the but there being multiple Cortana models was really cool. I I know why they didn't bring back Halo for Cortana. <laughs> Because <laughs> Halo Four Cortana was like
3: fan Ooh. service.
2: <laughs> she was sexy. That the uh, she was good looking. Um, Big old biddies. And and they couldn't. I mean, because that was like that was the first time that they made a new Halo game where it was like, okay, graphics are good enough that you can make this look like an actual naked chick. And uh, and that's what they did, because that's what I mean, historically, that's what Cortana always had been. Um, yep. And then they put clothes on her in Halo 5. But to use her Halo 5 model for the Halo 4 flashbacks, like the scene where where they like flashback to her memories of um, her saying goodbye to John at the end of uh, Halo 4. Yep. It's like, ah, I wish you would have used the Halo 4 model like
3: yeah it's like okay i get what you're trying to do you're trying to censor yourselves at this point but yeah like, you made the choice years ago just just dig your heels in at this point
2: yeah i mean you made the choice years ago and you went to the trouble to recreate the halo 1 cortana yep. so, so recreate the halo 4 cortana but she was too sexy <laughs>
3: yeah
2: i mean i loved halo 4 cortana <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so actually Halo, uh, Cortana had one of my biggest problems with the entire plot, which was she just turned good right before she died. Yeah,
3: complete 180. She's like, Oh, their humans are coming for me, da 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 da. da. Oh wait, the banished are here. Oh shit, the harbinger's here.
0: Just oh like God, a face they know turn. about
3: all they know about all the endless stuff. If I can't control them and they get a hand on it, John's fucked. Yeah. I guess I uh I guess I kind of need to help him now.
2: Yeah. I mean when so she was like she was thinking that someone showed up and she was thinking that it was John coming to like negotiate the human surrender. But yeah. it was Atriox coming to negotiate her surrender. And then she was just like, "Oh, I guess I'm good now." Like that doesn't make any sense to me.
3: Yeah, like I get like logically, like, her being like, alright, I'm kinda, I kinda need to do this so that John can actually win, cause he's the only one I've ever been able to really rely on in these situations. From that standpoint, I get it, but, like, her entire motivation over two over games, five well, was, uh, yeah, I
2: yeah. Get. yeah, no, two games, five yeah. and six.
3: Yep, was hey, I'm trying to bring peace to the galaxy by doing all this, like, bad stuff.
2: Like, yeah, I, I, There wasn't any reason for her arc over three games, by the way, because four led to her death. And then that enabled them to do the five and six thing or five and infinite. Her arc over three games was concluded by. I guess I'm a good guy now. Yeah. And that's really frustrating.
3: Yeah, like, I kind of want to equate it to the Star Wars in a way. Like, with at the end of Return of the Jedi, when Vader turns suddenly. Like, yeah, he'd been struggling with it for years. And, like, if you'd, like, know the canon and all that other stuff, sure. But, like, just looking at that scene specifically alone, it's like...
2: Yeah, he's one second, he's, he's, like, trying to bait Luke into, like, let go of your anger and just use it. Yep. And then the next second, he's like, actually, I'm Anakin Skywalker again.
3: Yep. Ugh it's just bad it writing. feels very reminiscent of that so yeah
2: yeah no i i agree with you um but
3: now oh go ahead we haven't really i i i want to move a little bit away from cortana now but someone we really haven't talked about much is the main character of the story master chief the master
2: chief yep uh i actually hated him in this game i i, I didn't hate him I i'll never hate the master chief I hated his motivation in this game. He was just well, what's so
3: motivation in this game. Exactly. Other than oh, I other than I oh, I guess I've got to stop the banished from
2: I protect doing... humanity. Yep, and I mean like that was his motivation in the first three games, but like he he moved through that arc. He went through that journey, like that hero's journey. It concluded, and then like it was wake me when you need me right and 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 basically like he signed off at the end of halo 3 with i've saved humanity now i only serve cortana because they love each other
3: and then you get to four and five and it's him struggling to realize that hey i'm not just a machine i'm actually human i should probably
2: yeah and and
3: focusing on those emotions and stuff and they touch on it a little bit in this game but not enough for like Character development, I feel. like I feel like it was very stagnant and very repetitive of what we'd heard over 4 and 5.
2: I, I um, feel like it was even regressive from that because his motivation in 1, 2, and 3 was, I protect humanity. His motivation in 4 and 5 was, I protect Cortana. And then his motivation in Infinite is back to, I protect humanity. It's what we do. And it's like, you had some depth to your character going, by protecting Cortana and being that dedicated to an individual,
3: yeah, but she's killed off screen now. He doesn't need that anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I mean, that's mm. that's what it feels like. Yeah, at, no, at, at I time. agree. I agree. It, so I don't know. I I feel like his character was just regressive and. He, like he didn't go through any sort of hero's journey and so like who who is the protagonist in this game in this story It's Asparza. It's Asparza. It can't be Asparza. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean I guess Asparza didn't really grow, right? Uh, the protagonist yeah, yeah. in a story is whoever grows the most. And and I understand that you're joking, but Asparza really didn't grow. He, no, he didn't. Is Not it the really. weapon?
3: kind of is the weapon it's it feels more like a story of the weapon growing into the cortana she needs to be for the future and instead of master chief progressing in a way that's actually meaningful
2: yeah and i'm just not super wild about that like that's i don't i don't know I, i i don't have a problem with the protagonist of a halo game being you know being someone other than Master Chief. Because even, even though he sucks, Spartan Locke was the protagonist of Halo 5 because he's the one who grew the most, right? He grew from not understanding Chief to understanding Chief and his motivations and agreeing with him. Yeah, uh, it
3: wasn't from, oh, I'm just a soldier following orders to, okay, you kind of have a point. This stuff needs to be taken care be of. There must
2: be agency, right? Yep. But... Uh, no, that's actually a really good way to put it. Is he went from uh, just a soldier who takes orders, and that's what Chief regressed to in this game. Is I'm just a soldier who takes orders, and that's like that's incredibly disappointing to me. You know, it's
3: not disappointing though. What? How good this game looked.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. So presentation, they they took an extra year, right? It looked really good. I'm really glad they
3: took an extra year because we all know how laughable. Yeah, they showed it the first time.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I was even a bit of an apologist for for that original demo. Um, But I'm glad that I'm glad that they didn't. Uh, I'm glad that they took that extra year because the game looks really good. Halo has never been like the the graphical showcase on whatever current Xbox it's on.
3: Oh yeah, no, it's never meant to be that like let's push the limits of what we right. can do graphically.
2: But this one I would say looks excellent. I it, oh, yeah. it's, it's always looked very good. Um, especially like looking at like Halo 2 looked amazing on the original Xbox, but it wasn't Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, right? And right. then uh Halo 4 looked incredible on the 360. And honestly, I can't think of an Xbox 360 game off the top of my head that looks better than Halo 4, but I'm sure that there's one out there. Um,
3: I don't think any beat it in terms of Skybox. I'll say that much. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm trying to think, and I, I, I can't. Like, Vanquish comes to mind, but, like... Uh, Gears, Gears of War
2: 3 looked really good. It, yeah, that did. Gears Judgment looked really good um but but then like Halo 5 honestly it still looks good but it's not the best looking game on on Xbox 1 like it doesn't look as good as Control. Um, oh, no, absolutely not. It doesn't look as good as Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh and and this game I mean it it, it looks really good but it doesn't look as good as other games on on the platform. That being said, I, it's gorgeous it's, still it's gorgeous. gorgeous. It's the best looking halo game ever yeah like
3: god i i would climb to the top of mountains and i would just look around in awe yeah or i would like or i'd drop out of the sky and like be able to see my surroundings as and, i drop into the like enemy camp with like bunch of buildings at each one looking unique
2: and you know something that i really love about it is that things look real again, because something that I've, that I really love about, um, about the older games, like one, two, three and reach is that things, especially reach is that things had this very like grizzled, realistic look. They didn't, I mean, it was sci-fi and it was obviously sci-fi, but they didn't look like, you know, super shiny sci-fi. Like you see, you know, like you see, Mm -hmm. uh, like what just immediately springs to mind. But like it didn't look like the Jetsons. Um but but then Halo four and five did look too shiny, right? They 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 messed with the art style too much.
3: Oh yeah. The aesthetic for a lot of <clears> the <throat> under and all that stuff was just way too shiny. It didn't feel gritty enough. Yeah, exactly. It didn't it didn't, it didn't feel like it fit the universe. It looked great, don't get me wrong. It just didn't it didn't it, work it didn't in Halo.
2: Fit. Yeah. Yeah. But this game looked amazing
3: they brought it back and they did a lot of good things i think like they returned to a lot of um what bungie had originally built yes like you'll see a lot of structures throughout the game that you would have seen in halo 1 halo 2 yeah on the absolutely
2: halo game. and the doors Ah, oh, god i love yep. the doors the triangle the doors. doors or mm-hmm. like the diamond shaped doors yeah uh, the return they're... to that was beautiful it's any time that they do that in a Halo game, it's just, it's just like a, I don't know. It's, it's a line straight to my nostalgia. Like, oh, I love you. Like when, when Bungie <laughs> brought back the old dropships in Halo Reach, like the dropships from yep. Halo 1, it was like, oh, I love you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. The architecture looked really similar the to the old games. The art style looked very similar to the old games. It wasn't as busy as like Halo Four and Five were um visually. Yep. And Chiefs Armor. Oh it, my god.
3: Thank God that they finally got back to basics with that and like yes. made it actually look updated, but also really good and not like whatever they tried to pass off in four and five.
2: Yeah. And and I mean, okay. Where does this one, and, I, and I'm going to ask you this question, but then also, uh, again, um, in a different way. Where does this Mjolnir armor fall for you in the overall scope of, like, compared to the others?
3: Um. So I like it better than Reaches. I, I don't like the 5B variant. I never have. Um, 5B what you like the base like rookie armor for um noble six
2: okay um so so what about what about the rest of like master chief's armor from like halo one two three
3: so i like nostalgia's talking here and i know it is but i still like one and two more i think like the two halo two three look it that that is master chief to me from halo two and three like what is that the mach six uh yeah, add, I think so. Yeah. That is Master Chief to me. And see nothing I don't think is ever gonna outgrow that <sighs> unless like they add wings or like flaming fists or something flaming really ridiculous. Fists. Flaming
2: would, fists, yeah, there we go. That would outdo it for you. I'm gonna yeah. look it up. Uh d- 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 Halo two anniversary. Which by the way, Halo Two anniversary is incredible.
3: Also a gorgeous game.
2: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Halo Two anniversary, Master Chief.
3: Absolutely bullshit on lasso, though. (laughs) Never again will I try that. Oh, really? I finished it, and no, never again. Not and yeah, and that I'm I'm mainly hating on three four three and their freaking servers, though. At that point, because I kept getting disconnected mid game
2: when playing with a
3: buddy. But oh
2: yeah, well. No, does co-op on Master Chief Collection do servers now? It started as P2P.
3: It is P2P, but like oh, the connection God. between like the connection that they like, I don't know how exactly they do it, but there's something on their end that absolutely makes Grave Mind and like two other levels practically unplayable in co-op just because they won't, they won't stay connected. They'll just be like, oh, you've lost your connection. You're bu- you're you're de- You're dead. Goodbye. Start That's- over.
2: That's Uh super annoying. I I feel like they added servers though, which would make sense as to why you were experiencing that.
3: Maybe they did.
2: I I don't remember. I haven't looked into it in a long time. So I think. It was awful. Yeah, I I think that personally, I am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put Halo Infinite Master Chief like looks wise. As a tie for first with Halo 2 Master Chief. Halo 2 Anniversary Master Chief. Okay. And then... Ah, this is a hot take. I don't... I mean, I, lo- I love all the Halo games. I don't love 3 as much as I love the other Bungie games. 3 is my least favorite of the Bungie games. Wow. Yeah.
3: Even even ODST beats it out. I'm surprised. Oh,
2: okay. I guess I'm not. I'm not a big uh, like. I enjoy ODST, but I. I mean, it's okay. Th- ODST is my <laughs> least favorite. You got me there. You got me. Um, All but, right. So long as we've settled that. Yeah. Uh no. So but yeah. no. I love three, but I think aesthetically two was better, and I think aesthetically two anniversary was way better than Halo anniversary. Um, and, and I think that aesthetically infinite is, is right up there with two anniversary, maybe not quite as good as two anniversary, but it looks amazing. Um, and then, and, and and, I mean, we're running out of time here, but the open world, I want to, I want to touch on the open world because I think that this is where we agree the most. I personally feel like the focus on the open world and bringing the open world to life is what made them sacrifice things like Cutscenes, action set pieces settings biomes storytelling I think that the open world is the reason that this doesn't feel like a proper halo game
3: I definitely agree on that point with you I think while it was very fun to play around in yeah um I don't feel like it contributed to the story enough to
2: yeah absolutely make it worth it because
3: like like you Go. mentioned, we had the lack of biomes. You have a general foresty, mountainy area to play in for the majority of the game. Any story mission, though, was inside of a Forerunner tunnel system.
2: Yeah, it that was all, looked all the just... Same. And, and so we didn't have those. And, and I mentioned this in an article I wrote a couple of weeks ago. But, like, you look at Halo 1, right? Halo 1, you start on the Pillar of Autumn. Then you land in, like, a wooded forest-type area, similar to what Halo Infinite is. And then you go into like a desert canyon in the middle of the night, and then you end up on a on a covenant cruiser, and then you end up on a tropical island, and then and then forerunner tunnels under that tropical island, that, that is, leads to a snow area. Like there's so much, and that lead to a snow area. That's five levels, that's half of Halo One, and that's like four or five times as many biomes and like settings as infinite has in the entire game in half of halo one you get five times the setting variety as you do in the entire game of halo infinite and that's yeah, frustrating it, to me
3: it as much as i hate saying it the open world blended together so much that like none of it was super it, unique and stood none out of aside it is memorable like aside from the giant tower like, I think that's yeah. like the most memorable portion of it.
2: Yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, so like, uh, like I mentioned, I, I have been going through Halo five recently. I still remember Halo five. Like I still remember the levels. I still remember Meridian. I still remember saying Healy. I still remember running yep. down the face of the, of the guardian. Like I still remember Halo five. I don't remember. Like, honestly, I don't remember any part of Halo infinite. I, okay. I remember the tower. But that's basically it. Other than that, it's like, it's all, I mean, I remember being in Forerunner Tunnels. And I remember being in, uh, I remember being in wooded areas. That's it. And that, I mean, that, I just described the entire game.
3: On the flip side, though, there was a lot of good in the open world. Like, there was a lot of fun things to play with. Like, God, I think some of my favorite moments were just loading up a, uh, a transport warthog with a bunch of Marines with power weapons and just going around and raising hell. Yeah. uh, Those were some
2: of my favorite moments in that game. That was a lot of fun. And also like the VIP targets were super fun. Like the, I, I think that one of the things that was sacrificed in service to the open world was, um, was the fact that, that you didn't have these, like these linear levels. So these, these action sequences couldn't be tailored, right? They couldn't be tailored perfectly of like, okay, the the developers know where you're going to be coming from, when you're going to be coming from there, and they they can place enemies in specific places to make it engaging and fun, right? Because yep. it's an open world, it's just like you could be coming from anywhere at any time and they don't know. And so, <clears throat> so it's like, Okay, that it is it, it, that it's fine. That's fine, but it it sacrificed that feeling of a tailored experience. But the one time that I actually was happy that that had been sacrificed was the VIP targets. They were they were just super super fun to like. Okay, uh, there was like for example, there was a the brute that you got the the scare the skewer from like the special skewer. I just like climbed all the way up to the top of that forerunner thing. And I just picked them off, picked them off, picked them off until it was like, until there was a manageable amount of enemies left at the bottom. And then I jumped down with a brute hammer and just smashed. And it was like, that was super fun and, and a unique experience that no one else had, but me. But that was kind of the best part of it was the, was the, the VIP targets.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was a fun little sandbox to play around in, but overall, it didn't contribute to the story enough to make me love it.
2: Right, right. It didn't service the story, and it didn't service, like, it did a disservice to the rest of the elements of what makes a Halo game that I feel like the open world wasn't worth it. I would have been much more accepting and embracing of the open world had this been done in a spinoff similar to ODST or even, like, a spinoff like Reach. But this is a mainline Halo game. It should play like a mainline Halo game.
3: That being said, there is one good thing to seek, to seek out within okay. the open world. What's that? The radio
2: towers. The radio towers. I'm, yes. I'm sure you will 100% agree with me. In this. Yes. I, and you can just stand there and they talk to you. like yeah, for, for, for ages. If you stand there long enough, they will just start talking to you. Which was like, it's so funny because I'm, and I'm sure that you, I'm sure that you listened to the, to this, but there's this, uh, there's one Ongoi that you can find in Halo 5 when you're on Sangheili and he's talking to the, uh, he's talking to the, an elite. They're like sitting on, on the side of a cliff and he's talking to an elite and you can just sit there and listen to their conversation and he is so funny. And I'm sure that that's like where they got the idea for, you know, we're going to do these, these grunt radio towers. But in Halo 5, one of the things he says, he's like, God, what does he say? He's like, you know, sometimes you're just, you just be mean to people and then you get, you get this reputation for you. You're just such a mean guy. But like, you were only mean like what, three, maybe six maximum nine times and everyone thinks you're a mean guy (laughs) and it's like that's just that shit is so funny i love the Ungoy, and i love the radio towers
3: oh yeah it's great because like as you mentioned like there are a lot of easter eggs actually throughout halo that include the grunt there's one in halo 3 and there's one in halo 1 that are yeah both fantastic like i don't remember if there's one in halo 2 there probably is but i can't remember it um but yeah, it's just nice to just hear this ridiculous propaganda oh, being yeah. spewed out over the airwaves like as soon as you get close and it's just like all right.
2: This this is nice. This well and this and I mean be- you get the radio towers and then you also get like their battle chatter is top shelf in this game. Oh yeah. Like when you die, for once in my life I'm not dead. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the banter is exquisite. Like yeah. There are a lot of little
3: things that they did well in this. and Yeah,
2: I yeah. mean, there, there are a lot of small things to enjoy here, absolutely. I, I love the, you're dead and I'm not? This is amazing! <laughs> like, <laughs> I could just go on and on about the Ungoy and how perfectly, like, that's something that 343 has really, really done well, is they've taken the Ungoy and they have made them this incredibly lovable race. While still being villains. Yeah. Like what 343 has done with the young boy is just incredible. They're just a bunch of cheeky assholes and it's, it's fun. They really are. All right. Um, so just overall conclusions. I think that this might be my least favorite halo campaign.
3: Um, it's close for me. I think I still enjoyed it a little bit more than five and maybe even four. Um, What? four is great i don't like i don't i just don't like four and five i don't know a lot of it just it feels disjointed it doesn't feel like they each just feel like their own self-contained
2: mess okay i'm gonna challenge you to play through five again play through five and ignore the story five is honestly great if you ignore the story
3: Maybe I'll do that. We'll see. I've got Elden Ring to play in thirty minutes, so it might uh, yeah. take a
2: while. For real, um, okay. I, I just I feel like overall they just sacrificed too much, and, and I mean we we've touched on this. They sacrificed too much. It it lost what the essence of Halo is. Uh, I kind of get the sense that Infinite is more of like a platform than than an individual game. I feel like Infinite is just going to be a Halo launcher in the next, you know, for the next 10 plus years, maybe. And, or at least, you know, the rest of this generation. Um, and if that's the case, I really hope we get another uh, Halo campaign added to Infinite later on in a few years that is much more akin to the older games of like linear levels, different settings, different biomes that you kind of, it's like, oh, go to this certain point on the map and jump in this pelican and start this campaign.
3: Yep, and I mean, a lot of the uh, the stuff at the end of the game kind of hinted towards we're going to be getting whatever whether you call it DLC or a new full yeah. fleshed out campaign. It's just, what are they going to do with it? Where are they going to take it? And are they going to stick to this kind of formula, or are they going to adjust it a bit?
2: Yeah, and I mean, I hope that they adjust it, but we'll we'll see. It's yet to be seen. All right. Well, that wraps it up for our talk on Halo Infinite's campaign, which means it's time for the weekly trivia challenge. All right. This week's trivia question. Before it was officially revealed as the Connect. Xbox's camera peripheral was shown off, and it was even referred to publicly by its internal codename. What was that codename? Was it A, Project Fetus, B, Project Overwatch, C, Project Natal, or D, Project Scorpio?
3: wasn't Project Scorpio, because that was specifically... For a console, I want to say it was the Xbox One. Um, I don't think it was Natal. Don't remember what the first one was that you said, but
2: Project Fetus or Project Overwatch?
3: I'm gonna go with Project Overwatch. It's that or Natal, and I don't know. I'm feeling Overwatch. So I'm so gonna go with going, final answer.
2: B yeah. final answer. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. It was C, Project Natal. You told me and to I make don't... the answer C, <laughs> and I did. You know. I... I should have gone with my gut.
3: C's always right. Damn uh, All right. Well, whatever. Uh, but, Project... you know, at least I narrowed it down to like a 50-50 chance. I'm giving myself at least uh, moral points, Okay. not actual points.
2: You can have moral points, but I'm not giving partial credit. Um, I, if I did give partial credit, I would tell you Project Scorpio was the codename for the Xbox One X.
3: Okay. Yeah, I, I knew it was one of the actual console releases.
2: Yep. So you that were you were definitely right. on the right track with that one. All right. Well, uh, that's all we've got for you guys tonight. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can see everything we do all in one spot over at Goombastomp.com. And that includes a whole suite of other equally excellent podcasts, such as uh, the N Express podcast, Game Boys, and the A Winner Is You podcast. Again, all those can be found at GoombaStomp.com. Make sure to come back next week for another meeting of Xbox support. Until then, have a great week, and we will see you on Xbox Live.
1: 18 plus.